Hello, welcome to Love Food, Hate Money, the show where we talk about food and we'll prove it by spending all of our money on it. I am going to be your host, Jonah. We have co-host Courtney. Hey. And then one more today, we have, I don't know how I want to introduce you. The one, the only angel cat? <laughs> you like, Did you forget my name? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> Why are you in my house? Uh, no, we got we got Angel. Yay! Hi, Angel. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to be here anymore. You don't even know who I am. Yeah. You don't know me. <laughs> well, we're having a fun little a dinner date. We have some bottles of wine. I'm going to attempt to... Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> I hate opening up bottles of bubbly. Poor form. Poor form. Poor Jonah. form. No, I... It was all for the drama. I did it for the drama. Did you see how big my eyes got? <laughs> yeah, coming on video. That would be great. You um, looked like you were doing something bad. I did. I all the times being reprimanded for opening up a bottle quickly. Like, no. Miho, what are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> going too fast. We've got for drinks this evening. Um, Angel brought over for the dinner dinner date some Barasca Proseccos. We have a DOC uh, rosé, which is uh, one of their protected uh, designation of, uh, what is it? Designation Origin Control E? Is it on here? Yeah. Denomination de Origin Controlada. Italian. Yeah, I know what that means. <laughs> um, tasty rosé. And then the bottle I just cracked into is also Barasca, but it's a higher tier it is Prosecco Superior it's a DOC G the G makes it better that's what they say G for good G is for good <laughs> yeah and it's only like 15 bucks they're delicious yeah, I really that, enjoy that one's it. only like 15 bucks the other one I think was like 14 I think that one's like 15 something and then the highest one that they had at Total Wine because you know classy right uh, I think it was like 20 bucks it's so, good no it's decent like for the money I'm like yeah if you guys make it to Costco, the Kirkland <laughs> Prosecco with the purple wrapper. Okay. $7.99. I like, how it's, how, I like how it's the purple wrapper one. You're it's like, specifically <laughs> the purple wrapper one. It's delicious. It's so good for $7.99. For $7.99. I, we, obviously, I just popped open the bottle of the... The other one? The DOCG, but the rosé is tasty. It tastes like, tastes like sparkling rosé, which is hard to beat. Strawberries and light... Bubbly, delicious. Great. Balance, not too sweet, not too dry. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of goes with everything. Right. Which is why we love bubbles. That's why we drink. That's why I drink bubbles. Because it don't matter what I'm eating. (laughs) Butter, pizza. Mm, Butter, Mm. pizza. Donuts. 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 Bubbles. We do have donuts as well. Bosa donuts. Shout out to Bosa. (laughs) Best donuts in Arizona. Says it on the box. Says know. it on the box, and you can't lie. You can't. You can't lie in advertising. There's yeah. There's <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> truth in advertising. Uh, um, I also wanted to point out that the G standing for good is fun, but I think what it actually stands for is funnier because it's the exact same. So it's a denomination de origin controlada e, and then it's garantita. So it's like guaranteed. It's <laughs> 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 extra good. I like that. That's good. I think guaranteed is a funnier way to be like, don't worry about it. It's okay. You're going to like it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good no matter what. Maybe. So we're really excited to have you. Um, You had the displeasure of working with Jonah. No, the one of the fallen. Um, Because that's, we just continue to have 
people who have had the displeasure of working with Jonah. More of a support group and a place where people can... This is where you can air your grievances. You can talk it out, yeah. You can tell (laughs) us about the dumbest thing he's ever done. What was the dumbest thing I did there? You just kind of stand around and look dumb, I feel like. Like, that's probably most of your experience with Jonah. I knew whenever I was about to get yelled at because I would sprint over and be like, this is what happened, and then I would sprint away. <laughs> yeah, he he would he would be sending in, like, stuff on tickets, and I would be like, somebody go get Jonah. And before the person went and got Jonah, Jonah would come, like, wiggling <laughs> around the corner. A <laughs> <laughs> little, like, baby penguin trots, just like... <laughs> and be like, Angel, I know it's dumb, but this is what they wanted. They said this. They said that I had to say it. Please. <laughs> I know do there's it. no nuts there, but they said. I they need you to know that I know. Right. I know that there's no garlic in this dish, but. But, they said, but in case you think about adding it. Because <laughs> you know me, just throwing garlic and everything willy nilly. That's that how happened I from time to time where there would be days where we would be like, what the hell is that? Oh, no, that? that did happen, yeah. And you were just like, yeah, this goes on an hour. We're like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, the guests would be like, what's that? And Jonah would be like, what is that? Come on. <laughs> Mystery to us all. Yeah. I'm going to find out for you. We're going to find out together. Man. That's the best part about serving is that you can sort of lie your way through a lot of stuff. Well, it's like improv. You're just like, what's that? Yep, that's some food. And I'm going to find out what it is. <laughs> Uh, and it's interesting because you come from a restaurant where all of back of house is female. That's true. And most of front of house, at least when Jonah worked there, male. It's still it's still all male. Oh, wait, no, we have a new uh, hostess, but it's still. Yeah. Just the servers and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very opposite than I think what most people assume about restaurants, even though at my, in my career everywhere I worked, there were girls in the kitchen, so. It's not crazy. It's not crazy, but They're it all is, barefoot. It's wild. I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> and lesbian. It was a really... <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, but <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, it's different. Uh, I think that everybody who works there has at one point commented on the fact that we're all women back there. Yeah. Like, oh, you got an all-lady kitchen. And you're like, you're yeah. Okay. Like, I think that's always been something that's so funny to me about how, like, at home, the woman is supposed to be in the kitchen and that's a whole stereotype. But then for some reason, once it's a professional thing, like it's a boys club. It's because it's hard. (laughs) It's because it's hard. And they think I think that. And you know what else is hard? Boys. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Wow. Uh More wine. You just got kicked off this episode. (laughs) This is a girls episode now. I just I, That's pretty soft. I think that it's I think that the fact that it's I, I mean, physical labor is definitely uh, it's deemed more suitable for men. Sure. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I never really understood it either. But I guess I don't know. I think that honestly, I think that women handle pain and being on their feet and working all the time. They handle it a little bit better. Sorry if that sounds sexist. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I I mean, from my own experience and having worked with both women and men. My feet are delicate little angel babies. <laughs> You're a delicate little angel baby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's an interesting point, though, because I do think a lot of times um, women kind of get pigeonholed into pastry chef. You have to be a baker. You have to make desserts. You have to do the sweet stuff. And I think that's really funny because 
that stuff's way more technical mm-hmm. and like very hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like the cooking aspect of it is more of like, we just kind of threw shit together and it was not a big deal. But right. like you're saying, it's the physical labor that's really hard and like it wears on your body a lot. I mean, when I started, when I first started working in the industry, uh, when as, as a woman or even as men, when you first start, but specifically as women, no matter how long you've been working in the industry, um, the chef usually assumes that you are applying for a pastry position or a pantry position because oh. usually they're a little bit more slow. Pastry is incredibly difficult, but it's slower paced. Oh, yeah, because you're just usually right. assembling at the time of service. Exactly. So um, I think that they just assume that somehow that's easier, although I don't really understand that. And the same thing with pantry they just salad right salad you're making salads it's easy you're cute you know <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly what it is but yeah no they uh it's rare that they'll assume that you're applying for an actual saute position or a grill position which is actually i don't think that anybody's ever asked me if i wanted a grill a grill position like that's never that's never been a thing i mean obviously i work the grill now but <laughs> i was about to say the best part of that is the context so that's where you currently yeah are. that's where i am now but um Nobody would ever assume, especially look the way that I look like outside of work. I think that nobody if I were to walk in there like I look right now, nobody would think that I was, you know, going, I know you clean up nice. It's, thanks. <laughs> that's the problem. Is you, just, you always look so put together. And they're like, you do what for work? Right. I'm like, yeah, I get all dirty and gross. And I go home smelling like grease. Super hot. So I got a boyfriend. Or don't. Dude, the grease smell is fun because it sort of just like bakes in. It does. There's nothing. Yeah, it definitely stinks. It stinks. Well, and especially to working at grill station, a lot of times, especially for our listeners who haven't worked in restaurants, that's going to entail handling fish, maybe handling meat. Like you're you're handling things that have a lot of different smells. And Mm -hmm. then you're also hot and sweaty because you're standing in front of a grill I thought you were calling me hot at first. Thanks. <laughs> like you're a hot person standing in front of You're handling different meats. You're a hot girl. Yeah, just, it's wild out in these woods. The other day, Dylan was helping me close the gate, and he goes, he like leans over and he goes, "You smell like fish." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." He's like, "This is why sorry. I'm gay." <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm like sorry, not sorry. And like that, but that's just the name of the game. And I think too, like pantry, usually it's a quieter area. You're putting together salads, cold appetizers. Like it's very mellow. Like mm-hmm. how you got quieter as you described it. Well, life. it's very ASMR. Right now, on your Caesar. Got a little Caesar salad going. Here's your anchovy, a little garlic. Oh, daddy like. <laughs> but then like and then you also expo at the same time you run yes. a full station you're doing expo so you're reading tickets you're sending out what goes to what tables so you're kind of playing two games yeah yeah it gets difficult sometimes to juggle but i mean i'm used to it at this point so it's like old pro yeah it's just what i do so how did you get into cooking initially um well Honestly, honestly, like I just uh, I was going to school for I started off going to school, just community college. Like, don't be impressed or anything. Um, I you're saying you can read. I can read. Um, I started off. Well, (laughs) depends who you talk to. Um, I went 
for sociology, I changed my major to psychology. And at some point it became cultural anthropology. And for some reason, uh, a lot of chefs were former like cultural anthropology. I, I read anthropology books for fun. I totally get it. Which makes, it does make <laughs> sense because, you know, food is so tied into that. So I think that's how I kind of made my way towards that. Um, I will 100%, especially at that time, uh, Anthony Bourdain and Padma Lakshmi were really coming up and their shows were new. And I used to watch them all the time on the Food Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really credit that those two because they tied culture into cooking and they made it seem interesting where it wasn't just like, you know, throwing a pan on the stove, you know, they, they, they made a story out of it. So that was, oops, sorry. Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, basically I was going to transfer to national university and got tired of it and threw myself into culinary school like an idiot. <laughs> and that's the culinary school is the fun piece. And that was really what I was excited to talk to you about because we went to the same culinary school in two different states in two mm-hmm. different eras. And I think talking about culinary school is really interesting because a lot of people have this belief that if you want to be a chef, you want to work in restaurants, you got to go to culinary school. Those people don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. And I think also there's, and we'll definitely talk about this, but the financial component of the return on investment is not what they make it out to be when you're signing those papers. No, because that's because the people that are advising you are, have no, they have no idea. They have no clue. The people that are, they're the financial aid people, your advisors, your counselors, none of them, at least with me, were ever involved in the culinary aspect of the school. Because they make school money. Right. They don't make restaurant money. No, <laughs> no. And I don't know about you, but I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix. Um, they held my diploma hostage until I accepted a job that they tried to place me in. So I had to wait till the school went bankrupt to get a copy of my diploma. Long story. But the places they were trying to put me was like Red, Red Robin, Robin and Applebee's and like the keg. Like those were my choices. And I was like, this is not this is not what I want to do. And on top of that, those places are paying $9 an yeah, hour. At no, the time. no, no, no. That's not, <laughs> that's not going to work. That doesn't work still. But Applebee's is in the neighborhood. <laughs> Technically depends. On, well, there's a lot of Applebee's in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, so you went to the art Institute of Santa Monica in California. Okay. And at the time, so when I went through school, it was all very international. Like, oh, you're going to learn Asian cuisine. You're going to learn Mexican. You're going to be able to work anywhere. Was it like a similar model when you went to school? When I went to school, um, I don't really think they tried to sell me on anything, to be honest with you. I have a two-year degree, which doesn't really mean anything, but uh, I have an actual diploma that says I have (laughs) an AAS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to be confused with an ASS. That's different. That's different. That can get you jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, these days. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I I went in. But basically, they were like, it's going to be like a well-rounded. Um, you're you're going to be a well-rounded chef when you get out of here. And, and you're going to be a well-rounded individual. You're going to do the first level of college math. Right. I did. I did. I had to take actual courses. Yep. Uh-huh. Like I had to take like um, algebra one. <laughs> yeah, I actually finished algebra one in my community college. Oh, so I had to take that. 
But it has to take history and like all these other ridiculous watered down versions of real college courses. Um, and then I think the watered down is the fun part because when you're talking about like the art institute, like they're just trying to graduate kids. They're just like, well, please, it's, yeah, it's a money get, in, get them out scheme. Like it's I, when I was getting ready to go to school, I was talking to one of the directors of the program, and she was trying to start a class that was geometry of napkin folding because they had so many kids failing algebra one that weren't getting their culinary degrees. Geometry of napkin yes. folding. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was that just, is so sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, I think that speaks more to the people that were enrolling. That's what I was going to say. Them culinary kids, not very bright. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just going to play with the geometry of napkin folding like, right now. <laughs> what? So the pitch, too, was essentially like, you're going to get out of here. You're going to be well-rounded. Did, what did yeah. they tell you about jobs when you got out? Um, they made it sound like I would be making somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 a year. This was in, like, 2000. I want to say. Oh my God. Uh, 2003, 2004. Um, That's what I'm I'm saying. And it's, I was doing a bunch of research online too, because I was like, well, what are the actual statistics? And basically what it all came down to is that like culinary school costs, like, let's say, depending on what kind of school you're going to, your degree, how long the length and duration and all of their stuff. Let's say anywhere from thirty-one thousand to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Yep. So, if you're lucky, and I was working in LA, so working in LA, and I was working in at the time I was working in Brentwood, so in a very wealthy neighborhood, yeah, so yeah it's a nice neighborhood, right? Um, and they were paying me like seven fifty an hour. Yeah, real close to that sixty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And granted, I had no experience. That was my first job. But, like, I was living in Los Angeles. How the How? In what? Even back then, like, Even to back try then. to survive on so little. Yeah, which is how I ended up out here. Because I was like, oh, it'll be better. And then I made $8 an hour. <laughs> um, and then, like, you, you have, I think it's a year between when you graduate to when... Um, your low, like your payments actually kick in. Mm-hmm. And even then, like my payments were, I, I don't know, they were like a hundred bucks and I was making $8 an hour. Oh my God. I could barely, that pay, math doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't pay for anything. And then, <laughs> and then what ends up happening is that you have to keep deferring them or putting them into forbearance because you can't. So the interest just keeps accruing. And then next thing you know, your payments like over $135, over $200. And then you're trying to still make, you know, live on $10 an hour. Wild. It, it like, how does that? But, but 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 long story short, yeah, they they made they overpromised. It was predatory. Yeah, <laughs> they overpromised. Like the, I am, wasn't I, making anything near that. I crunched the numbers. So if you <laughs> so sixty thousand dollars divided by the eight dollars an hour, you have to work seventy five hundred hours in a year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just divide that by the amount of weeks. So that's one hundred and forty four hours a week. <laughs> Right. That's doable, yeah. But, like, you would have, I mean, obviously, if you work an hourly, like, maybe eventually you'll get that that time and a half, so you'll be bumped up to $11 an hour. That's 
the algebra one that we were talking about <laughs> earlier, so I'm not going to do that. I can only fold napkins. I can't. <laughs> I only know the geometry of napkin folds. I don't do the algebra one, but that's at least 100 hours a week you would have had to be working Mm-mm. at that pay rate, which I think is adorable that they're like, you got it, kid. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. They sold it as glamorous, which I think that a lot of, especially in LA, because I mean, to be fair, I did get to do like Oscar parties. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, but like Oscar parties and like things like that, that were kind of cool to have the experience with, but you're just never going to make the money that it takes to pay off your loans. If you're just like, if you're, if you're like a normal person that doesn't have parental backing or, you know, another job that allowed you to make a ton of money beforehand or anything like that. You're just, you're never going to pay it off. It's forever. Did you have a lot of people that were there um, out of military? Because half the students at our school was, yeah. well, the military is paying for it, so it doesn't hurt me to do it. Yeah. Um, which for them works great because they didn't have to pay. Yeah, <laughs> but also like, I'm like, you should have taken that military money and done something. Go get a real degree. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's not, it's not it. Trust me, bro. Like, it's not what you want to be doing. But yes, I did run into a bunch of military people. I ran into a bunch of military people. I ran into a lot of people who... You're with a military person now. Who? Uh, Nicolette. Isn't that... I'm pretty sure she's military. No, she's not. No? Why, <laughs> why is she spending money on culinary school? You know, if you're able to do that, then I think that... And you want to go to culinary school, it's a fun experience. And you do learn a lot of things that kind of give you um, an upper hand when you're getting, like, your first job and stuff. You know, yeah. you know your mother's sauces. You know how to... You, know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have know, your knife cuts online. Right, you exactly. Know. You, know, you know how to brunoise and tornade and the difference between a fine and a medium and a large dice and all that other crap that... You can learn anyway, whether you went to culinary school or not. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an experience. And if you're able to do that, then sure, go ahead and take that. Yeah. But if you got to pay for it. That's rough. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Worst financial decision of my life. (laughs) Ever. Ever. You're not ever. like Yeah. Especially if you're paying the full. Like art school prices on it. Like Paying for art school in general is like a, a squirrely endeavor, but at least in like if you're a painting, you can get like fine art money where it's like, oh, yeah, like obviously it's one of ones in blue moons. It's probably the equivalent of like being a celebrity chef. But yeah, yeah you're not like your base pay is going to be minimum wage wherever you go unless you at least coming out of school. Yeah, out of school. And even I think as you move up, I think there's a lot of disparity between front of house and back house. Mm hmm. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I tip the servers really well, so the kitchen must be making good money. And Aww. it's it's not usually the case. There's some chefs and some restaurants that I think definitely try to do right by back of house. But a lot of times front of house is taking home two, three hundred dollars a night mm-hmm. and back of house is like, I can't afford rent this month. Yeah, no, it happens. It's, that's why there is a lot of resentment between, I think, the front usually not always. You can just say you hate Jenna. I, I mean, he t- I tell him I hate him. So it's not like a. It's not, <laughs> a it's not new info. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. So you go to culinary school. You do the whole song and dance. You work in L.A. for a little bit. You come out here partially due to cost of living. Mm-hmm. And. Hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you. Over the last 
10 years, that's almost equal at this point. I mean, when I moved out here, my apartment was like $650. <sighs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, even our first place, I think was $800 a month. And it's just, and that would have been eight years ago. Yeah. And it's just like, God damn. So you start working out here. I mean, for you, how different was it working in LA versus working in Phoenix? At that time, I mean, at that time, you have to consider the time. The time that oh I yeah, out absolutely. Here. I was like, why did I do this to myself? There were very few well-known restaurants. Pizzeria out here. Bianco would have been open. Pizzeria Bianco, but it was like that time. It was in the tiny little oh, yeah, the inherited square. Yeah, um, I got a job working at the Boulders. Ooh, um, resort life. Right in their fine dining establishment, which was Latia. But I mean, I was making nothing there and driving all the way almost to yeah, almost to Cave <laughs> Creek. I was living down where I live now. So I was living off of 24th Street and Camelback. Yeah. And driving all the way out there um, and making, I think, eight dollars an hour. That's just crazy. Yep. And so did you work there long enough to kind of move up or did you work kind of at like the time, pantry so this, pastry? This is a weird story. Um, <laughs> at the time, I was working with this guy and I'll say his name. I don't care. Um, his name is Bradley Miller. He was yeah, on um, Hell's Kitchen. He actually has or I don't know if he still does, but he got a show on the Food Network a few years ago. He, he wanted to be a celeb. It was like a, I, I want to say, I don't know how to explain Oh, we got to look that up. You're going to have to look it up. He looks like exactly what I'm going to tell you. So. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Right. Bradley um, Miller slander. So apparently, according to various other people that I still keep in contact with since I've worked there, um, apparently um, they had he had a problem with the, he didn't want any other women working on the line because there was a woman that did work on the line and they had some sort of thing going on. Okay? Oh, so, no. Um, but You'll like, love to see it. Right. And then there was me. And at the time, I got hired in pantry. So, like, I was nobody. But he, I guess, explicitly said that, like, I will never work on a line because I was a woman. Wow. Right? Which is funny because the chef, like, the chef that was actually running Latia was a woman. What? What? She didn't like me because she, would like, really loved Brad, though. And Ew. she kind of, like... Treated me like garbage. Oh, that's who he is. That's another thing that I think people don't realize is how competitive yes. back of house can be. And also, like, who you're aligned with in the restaurant can really determine if you move up or not. No, that, that's absolutely true. I mean, especially in places like that. Yeah. Like, where there's a hierarchy, where um, a very clear hierarchy or whatever. So, yeah, that that's definitely, yes, it, it is who you know. Mm-hmm. Even now, not not where I work, but I'm talking about like in the industry itself. It's definitely about who you know and how when that person. you know them. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, like you can know someone and like not nothing pan out of it. Like it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know this sure. person. And then there's the amount of this like, oh, like I know you and I need this thing. Like, are you able to do this thing for me? And you can like those connections. It's all very Yes, that is true. Timing based. Yep. So did you get to a point where you like moved up or did you kind of like no, move left. on? You were I like, left. this is stupid. No, I, I just left. I was like, this is not, I'm not going to get anywhere. It's just a waste of my time. I was making $8 an hour. So I got another <laughs> job after that. Um, 
I don't know if I should. I don't want to name drop. You don't have to name. Yeah. <laughs> um, working for another fancy sh- ish chef. And is, I, it, is it the one? Oh. No, no, before that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> before that one. Um, We're self censoring now, right? There's self censoring happening, and I'm staring at the wall and like not looking at the like weird nonverbal cues. So I know as much as everyone listening right now. <laughs> Yeah, so I started working for another fancy chef person. Um, I made $10 an hour. Whoa. Game changing. Moving on it. Worked my first Super Bowl in the state of Arizona, which was the worst time. We did a thousand covers that day. Oh, my God. I've never been more miserable in my life, so I'm never going to do that again. Um, (laughs) Then I started working for that other person Uh that we talked about. Yeah, Super Bowl's back this year. That's exciting. Oh, God. I am happy that you like we can't like the, the restaurant's pretty limited on covers. <laughs> so many people you can right. get in there. Yeah. But the Super Bowl in Arizona is not a fun time. It's a lot of wealthy out of town people that come to the part of town taking, that you work taking in. Taking up all the parking. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Nowhere to walk. <laughs> the greatest sin is the parking problems. Oh, it's awful. So you did that. And my understanding is you worked for this chef for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and you actually did move up. Yeah, I was a sous chef there for a little bit, making a whole $38,000 a year. Oh, so you... You uh, tripled your income is what I'm hearing you say. (laughs) I like would take like, if I took home $900, I was like, oh, dang, like... We gotta go. We gotta go shopping. <laughs> Ross, here I come. We're about to get this five dollar t shirt. I good deserve week. this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but at the time, I did have. I was living with a partner. I had a boyfriend that I was living with, so it wasn't so strenuous. Like, yeah, was, like I had somebody to split bills with, and but yeah, I mean, thirty eight thousand dollars is not a lot of money. No, a year at all. <laughs> not even like it. No, I'm trying to like think of like how would it be a lot of money? It's not. It's not a lot of money. You didn't have to pay for rent. Yeah, if you didn't have to. If yeah. I didn't have to pay for rent, yes. I was like, yes, I did jump up. <laughs> you didn't know her part of this story. <laughs> <laughs> So what kept you into the industry? Why did you keep working? Because I couldn't afford to go. I couldn't afford it. I could like, uh, like you're in, at that point, you're in between a rock and a hard place. Like uh, at the time, my boyfriend was also in the industry. So like we were just working and like you either stop working and put yourself and go, go back to school and incur more debt which isn't worth it unless you're going to go into like a really high paying industry. Cause otherwise you're just going to, it's just forever. Like, or at least just, something that like, you know, is going to like get you through. Like you have to see light at the end of that tunnel and not just be like, maybe this career will work out. Yeah, no, exactly. It can't be like, oh, I'm just going to try this and see what happens. Like there should definitely be a plan at that point. Don't like this. I have more debt now. I'm just going to go be a lawyer. Right. I'm just going to go be an <laughs> anesthesiologist. I'm just going to, you know, just something simple. Casual. Right. Pediatrician. No big deal. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, I mean, at that point I was like, well, this is the only thing I know how to do. And I'm good at it. But also, I'm not making any money. So I didn't really know what to do, honestly. Yeah. Like, I was just kind of like, well, I, you've, you've spent all this. You're spending all this money on your degree. Degree. And um, 
It, Eat her AAS. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> there's dogs here. <laughs> My children, they can hear you. Babies. Like, I, I, yeah, like I just, I didn't know what to do. So, like, I just kind of kept going and, like, hoping that eventually it would pay off. Yeah. So, I think that's at that time. And also, like, to, I was also in my 20s still at that time. Oh, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I really should have just said, hate to be in your 20s. Hate it. (laughs) We're we're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I thought I knew everything at that point. Also, like, I mean, I didn't have, like, I had no guidance. Like, it was just like, Oh, yeah, because you just, right. you work and you think eventually, like, oh, if I keep working hard, like, yeah. these will, like, I think there's, like, this false narrative of, like, your worth and how much money you make is directly correlated to how hard you work. Right. And I think some people work super, super hard and they don't ever get anywhere. And, like, that's not have anything to do with them. It's the society that we're in and, like, the way that capitalism, honestly, is set up. But also, yes, that I agree with you, but also... Working in the culinary industry, you are like it is ingrained into you that you have to suffer. Uh huh. It is it is like pounded into your head that things are going to be hard and you're gonna it's you're gonna be poor and you've got to do all this crap to like pay your dues. At the end of the night, we're gonna drink for net and that's gonna make it all worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hate that stuff. Um. Yeah. So like they, you know, like you're taught that you need to suffer and put up with a whole bunch of crappy attitudes and make no money for it. It's a really interesting point because we were actually we're talking about this the other day of just this kind of toxic mentality that is kind of bred into people who work in restaurants mm-hmm. of just, nope, this is what you deserve. You deserve poor working conditions. You deserve low pay. You deserve to be sexually harassed mm-hmm. or emotionally abused by who you work for. Oh, yeah. And I think only recently has that maybe started to, like, change a little. It does also depend on, like, where you work. Yeah. But there's still a lot of restaurants that continue to kind of perpetuate this, like, cultural issue. And it's like, how do we expect that people to live? But but, uh, so now (laughs) there has been, like, a mass exodus from the industry. Yeah. Because now nobody wants you can't treat people like that anymore. I mean, you can, but there's going to be consequences. <laughs> your turnover is going to be Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you're going to, you're going to have a high turnover and nobody's going to want to continue to work for you. So like now we're coming to a point where nobody, nobody wants to do, nobody wants to do this anymore. It's not worth it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the abuse. It's, and I totally get it. Like, you know, there are places, obviously, where the working conditions are not like that. Like, there are people, there are chefs who do care about their staff. And that's an awesome thing. But I would say for the vast majority of people, restaurant workers, they think if they give you $20 an hour, that's good. And unfortunately, especially within the last couple of years, with inflation, that's not good money anymore. Right. Unfortunately, like that's crappy. It's crappy that that's what's happened. But that is what what has happened is that like twenty twenty dollars. You got twenty dollars an hour as a line cook. Fuck yes. <laughs> now you're, do, you're right. making a living. You're like I'm. Coming yeah. Think about where it's just like, well, this is like five times more than I made when I was at your job. It's like, yeah, but it costs ten times more to live. Exactly. Right now, so, like, exactly. My rent has gone up from eight hundred and eighteen dollars to almost fifteen hundred dollars in the last three years. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't understand. It's, it's You've unfortunate. You've got so many good but... things here. Hi, the worst air pollution in the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to sell Arizona now? I was like, guys. Come out to Arizona, here. everyone. I'm here. <sighs> yeah, so I think kind of the amalgamation of like all of that. And then you've been at your current job for 10 years now. 10 years. So I have to imagine it's a decent place to work. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. Like, I I honestly, like, obviously there's my gripes mostly have to do with the industry itself and the fact that maybe I don't want to do this forever. Yeah. But not the place that I work at or who my boss is or the people that I work with. Right. Except Jonah, which thank God he doesn't work there anymore. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God Jonah's gone. Um, Skittering around the corner. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And then run back. Exactly. I my, know it's dumb. But my, I gotta go. My, <laughs> that one was, those were my second favorite. My actual favorite thing to do was when it would be a busy night and you were like, you had a certain like look depending, you, your face changes depending on how busy you are. Pretty common for everyone. Yeah. But like yours is entertaining for me. <laughs> so I would like see that you're busy and then there would be this like, all right, like, sell any other station and i'm like cool i heard you say sell fish so i'd go to a table and be like four fishes everyone and they're like yeah we're all have the fish and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and then i would just like turn the corner (laughs) you would look up and then you'd look at me and then i'd run away (laughs) yeah seven top all coming off a grill thanks jonah miles likes to do that that's the move (laughs) miles likes to do that like thanks guys i'll do it's fine the good thing, though, is that I can fit, like, seven pieces of fish on a grill as opposed to, like, trying to... Seven pastas in a pan? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Much easier situation. Oh, no. It screwed you over, but it helped everyone else out. I would, Honestly, like, I would rather, in most cases, screw myself over because I'm confident in my ability to pull myself out of that situation. You're going to get through it eventually. Right. Everyone else, you're like, well, they may never return. <laughs> This could be okay. You're laying down. You just sat down. You all right? Why are you sitting? (laughs) I mean, everybody's been through that situation. Oh, yeah. Restaurant where you're just like, I'm gonna sit down and cry. (laughs) I'm gonna put my head in my little low boy and just have a minute. (laughs) Like, what are you doing down there? Nothing. (laughs) You've been been reaching in there for a long time to grab that milk. Are you okay? No. Don't worry about it. Or you just lock yourself in the bathroom for like five minutes. Just, you just need time. You had to go cry in the walk-in for a minute. You just do walk it. it. The plates, because at least it's air conditioned. That's true, especially <laughs> here in Arizona. Oh my god, go in the walk-in. So I'm curious about your experience working through COVID in a restaurant and kind of what that was like from a back house perspective. Because I think like we have some perspective, at least from front of house with Jonah's experience of like, <laughs> heck, no. just take like six months off because there's <laughs> nobody coming into the restaurant. I only got three months off, <laughs> two months off, two months off. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it was scary for everybody. It was terrifying. Honestly, yeah. like I didn't know if I was going to have a job to come back to because like once I realized that everything was starting to shut down, I remember going to Shar and going like, going on what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and like i think that for her even and probably it was just kind of like up in the i mean i didn't why do you navigate that cross that bridge when we get there right yeah you don't know what nobody knew what they were doing and they were just trying their best like everybody else was so 
Um, I don't feel like everyone was trying their best at that time, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> Some people were trying their best. You people out there, they're just like, I can't breathe with my mask on. People oh, are dying, Linda. <laughs> no, that is true. That was It was at that time where everybody was like calling everybody sheep and crazy oh my God. stuff like that. And like trying to pull off masks and stuff. Oh, there was Ugh. that one really crazy girl here in Arizona. Uh, oh, uh, Lisa Rain Lively. That lady's crazy. Well, you guys also had a protester come into the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he at did. one point, that and guy, he got arrested. <laughs> he is a homophobic piece of garbage. That one, I forgot his whole name, but I know it's Ian. Um, <laughs> I don't need to give him any more press than that. Though. Yeah, true. Um, the guy's a piece of trash. Came in w- while we had our mask policy and our vaccination policy in place without a mask, with like two other people and a bullhorn. In the middle of service, it was during like at the beginning of service too, and like poor Marlena is so nice that like she, you know, she's like she's trying to accommodate. Right. Figure it she's out. kind of like you can, can you go, leave? can you please go, you know? And like then, of course, then there was an uprising, and the guests got up and they were like filming him, and it was a whole mess. And he got arrested <laughs> as he should, <laughs> as he should have. So I'm curious, during that time, did you ever think, like, I'm going to have to find a new career? Like, oh, I'm yeah. Gonna That's why to... everybody started doing OnlyFans. That's <laughs> 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 talking about. Yeah, send us the link. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> link in bio. <laughs> we'll promote that for you. We're, we believe in supporting people's dreams. Y'all didn't realize Sex work is real work. It <laughs> pays more than cooking. Yes, it does, though. I don't know that, for the record. <laughs> I have no actual idea. If the internet's to be believed, everything pays more than cooking. <laughs> yeah, sadly, yes, that is correct. So yeah, so there was definitely a time Unless where you were like, FBI. "How am I going?" Yeah, to- I actually I have a lot of friends that just stop stop doing what what we were doing. They just stop, just switch careers. I do have friends. I'm joking about it, but I have friends <laughs> starting <laughs> OnlyFans pages and that were actually pretty lucrative. Uh, I had, I mean, a lot of people just left the industry. Yeah. Just started doing office jobs, other stuff, anything but something that was like, you know, based on people coming into a restaurant, things like that. Yeah. Hospitality. Carriers. Do you feel like when restaurants reopened that people showed like gratitude towards restaurants or do you think people were worse? Because I've read a couple articles that said that like the pandemic made people mean. Yeah, uh, I think I mean, it really, I think, depends on the type of person that they were. (laughs) I've encountered both people. Like we've, I've encountered a lot of people that were very thankful that we had like a vaccination policy in place and that were happy that we were wearing masks. And then, and then like you would meet people that were like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? You bunch of devil worshipers. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Crazy stuff like that. Calling us Nazis, things like, you know, uh, posting pictures of Gestapo uniforms on the Yelp page. Things like that. Like, it was ridiculous. The gazpacho police. The gazpacho. <laughs> Hating them tomato soup. Damn. Heat up your soup, Dan. <laughs> no cold soup. I, yeah, there was both. I mean, you encountered that too, Jonah, didn't you? When you started, you came back. Yeah, right I came away, back you? after the pandemic. I would say, like, half the, I mean, I was the bouncer for a while. That was my favorite when people would be like, what do you mean I can't just eat here? And I was like, do you have vaccination proof and they were like no and i was like bye bye yeah but you like that oh jonah loves confrontation the conflict in that at the conflict if they're like you can be mean to them i'm like (gasps) (laughs) 
<laughs> like when yum, we yum, would yum. have when we would have people out on the lawn and we were going to set up and like we couldn't get them to leave, I'd be like, send Jonah. <laughs> Every day, three o'clock, I would see these like a full family, grandma and grandpa are out there. There's all they all have ice cream cones. The kids are running around. You <laughs> got to go. <laughs> Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And they're like, it's three in the afternoon. I was like, it's closing time. We just <laughs> I gotta put my tables out. I would usually like bring out the table too in that motion where I'm like, just so you know, this is going right where you are. <laughs> you can move or not. Move. Those tables are heavy. You can move somebody. They they are. I, it was always the metal ones, which weren't that heavy, but they were they were pointy legs. So it was just like this forklift man coming through like gotta I mean, go if, children if i saw jonah coming at me with a metal table i would have just moved you're like that isn't worth it like i'm about to be hate I crime. Have, <laughs> I <have a> picnic <laughs> elsewhere exactly that was the crazy so like that grass well when it was the dirt patch it was bad but when it was the grass like it was a turf so like it you had to clean it i don't know how often it was getting clean so there'd be people having these like full-on picnics in the grass I'm like, there was, like, actual human shit right where you are yesterday. So, I mean, good luck to you. I never, I never saw that. And honestly, like, I, I can't even, I don't, I have no idea about any, about the, like, when the I never the the That was never my. Well, no, I think they had somebody come and do it. Like, I. I, I didn't even imagine they had to because the, the human shit would not be there anymore. But there was times where I was like, that's. But the but people with dogs and animals oh, yeah. used it all the time, and then you would see like a five year old just rolling across <laughs> of it, rubbing their face in it. And... Get in there, Billy. It's <laughs> <laughs> just building his immune system. Yeah, but I mean the, the turf's gone now. Well, yeah, It'll now, be interesting to see what all the renovations are. Yeah. <laughs> now we got like a Mad Max type uh, adventure dome situation going on out there. <laughs> the Fury Road. <laughs> Tina Turner's about to pop out from over like one of the hills of <laughs> dirt. Yeah, it's a hot, it's a hot. Right now they're re renovating it, so it's just like dirt, but no more turf. So that's good. Did they. How far is the renovation go- gone now? Like, is it. It's supposed to be October. It's done, right? Also, for context, happy Labor Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about jobs. There's um, no such thing as unskilled labor. Fight me. Just unskilled people. <laughs> just idiot people. <laughs> oh. But everybody deserves to make a living wage. That's what I'm saying. Yes, they do. But if everyone makes a living wage, then we don't get to have billionaires. And That's what true. would we do without our billionaires? The Rockefellers. I was just thinking like Musk. That's like the first <laughs> Not one that even the Rockefellers. Mind. No, just like the one just that's always in the news. Where Bezos. I'm like, Buddy, like, why are you, why are you so, you just have to be weird to get that much money? I can be weirder. <laughs> you gotta be weird and brilliant. I've been called worse. <laughs> We're waiting for the brilliant streak. I fingers crossed. So the I'm curious. Brilliant streak is what's on the Patreon, guys. <laughs> We're working on that. I should have that up in the next week or two. But anyway, <laughs> not gonna announce I like that how yet. You didn't. You were just like, yeah, Jonah's gonna be naked on the internet. That's what it just sounded like. You're like, oh, I forgot about that. You got an OnlyFans? Look, if it pays the bills, it pays the bills. That's all you have to say. True. So, if you could go back, do it all over again. Do you think you would need culinary school to get where you are now? No, no, absolutely not. No, you don't need. You don't need culinary. Nobody needs culinary school. I. Th- um, 
Like I said, it's nice to have a little bit of an advantage because the culinary industry is super competitive, especially when you first start off. But no, it's not necessary because especially now where like labor is needed because it's we're kind of in a dire situation, just the restaurant industry in general, not yeah. even just Phoenix. Um, if you just walk into a restaurant and you're like, please, like, let me do something. Let me let me work like they somebody, somebody will give you a job. Mm-hmm. somebody anybody and even back even back when i was uh starting off like they if you would have been like i'll start as a dishwasher they absolutely would have hired you oh totally yeah so no it's not necessary to put yourself thousands in some case hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to make no money <laughs> basically yeah certain you're close to minimum wage right did you have a favorite class though when you were in school no. <laughs> You're like the whole thing with the no. chef. My favorite chef was Chef Frieder. Don't know where he is right now. <laughs> or, you know, he's probably in his 70s. Sorry if he's not. I or don't we know. We just lived through the pandemic. So like, maybe he should have been in his 70s. Maybe. Who knows? I, I don't. Mitchell Frieder. I don't know where he's at. We'll find him. Yeah. But he was my favorite chef. But. What uh, did he teach? He, he was like 101. Oh, cool. Basics. Yeah, he was like basic, but he was also the most passionate. Like he would tell us stories about how there would be like knife fights in the kitchen. (laughs) He worked with some dude named Chewy Franco, who was like some sort of like legend. There was like there there was a The legend of Chewy Franco. Yeah, seriously. Like there there was like a whole story where like this biker gang came into the kitchen and there were people drawing knives and like I don't know how real it was, but that was an actual story. I want that movie now. Seriously, I was like, that's you're just in there just like I'm ready to fight with you Chewy I've never had a knife fight in the kitchen though but we've been asking you specified the kitchen where else have you had I've never had a knife fight (laughs) okay yeah Jesus Christ there's still time I'm not dead yet it's only 8.30 true Jonah what are you doing later knife fights um I lost my train of thought now I'm sad it's hard to think after Chewy Franco (laughs) You didn't expect that. Oh, so we we've asked our listeners to send in restaurant stories. Um, Really, Jess, who is wonderful and one of my favorite people in the world, has sent us some like fun Chipotle stories from when she worked there. I'm curious, like what if someone's like, what's your fun? Tell us your like landmark. Like if I'm at a party, this is my restaurant story. I think it just happened. It was a legend of Chewy Franco. Um, it could be something weird that happened, something you hurt. Like, obviously, the Chewy Franco is a great example of that. Now that you've asked me, like, my, my brain You're like, I've like, never worked in a restaurant. I don't know. Stories. I mean, like, there was... <laughs> I'm a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I can, um, I'm trying to think here. I mean, I've worked with some, like, characters, and I've worked with, I mean, like... I like the restaurant industry because it's one of the few places that you can work it. And you're just like, yeah, I met that person. They're a character. Like, there's not any... <laughs> there's no words. No. Like, there's, there's, I don't feel like there's that many other career... I, I guess there's one person everywhere that's a character, but the restaurant industry is like, oh, it's the full cast and crew. It breeds and them. Just, they're all mad here. It's true. Like, I don't know that I've had, like, I don't have, like, a specific, like, exciting restaurant story. I just have a bunch. Like, I, without naming names, I one time got into it with a guy 
who was my sous chef at the time. And um, I don't even remember what happened, but basically he took me outside and like did that thing that where you like you want to fight somebody, and I like looked at him oh, that and thing. yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, where, yeah, he kind of like puffed his chest out at me. And mind you, I'm five foot three, and they were like, "Sir, I was like, <laughs> what are you doing?" And so you puffed your chest out, and you turned into one of those lizards with the little. I've never been less threatened by this man, like this a person in my life. I was like, "Did he just do what I think he did?" So I went and told on him because I'm a rat. Um, I mean, I've been sexually harassed a bunch of times. There was a dishwasher, not a dishwasher. He was a pantry pastry guy, and. Um, Let's just say, oh, I know what happened. I got a good one. So the there was destination that that train went. Oh, we, we went I knew we could get place. there. I knew we could. <laughs> there was this one kid um, that was a dishwasher, and the dish at this particular restaurant, the restroom was right next to the dish pit in the back. And so I had used the restroom. I forgot my phone in the restroom. And when I realized that I had, was missing my phone, I went back. Mm-hmm. But somebody had taken out my SIM card. <gasps> right? No. And there's cool. only one person back there. And to be fair, he was like dumb as rock. He was so dumb. <laughs> Sounds like he got you that He time. was a kid. Um, but so like, anyways, I realized that it was him. And I was like, do you know who stole, who took my SIM card? Like somebody like went into my phone and took the SIM card out. And he was like, no, like what happened? And I was like, it's fine. I'll just put a, I'm, I'm going to do some brujeria on that guy. <laughs> I'm going to put a spell on him and I'm going to curse him. And he's like, his life is going to be so crappy and so like at first like he was like oh that's horrible and so like he just kind of let it go and then like i would say like an hour later he was like so did you put a curse on him (laughs) and i was like yes yes absolutely he's gonna die and he was like and to be fair like if somebody told me that i would have just like been like like, okay yeah whatever was like legitimately like I could tell he was thinking about it. He was like contemplating the situation. Should I give her back her SIM card? Because I knew he took my oh, SIM yeah. card. Oh yeah. You were like, you were messing it with it. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew exactly what I was doing. I just knew he was dumb and he wasn't going to like do, I mean, he was just scared. And so I was like, well, I'm going to play with this person because I'm awful. And, <laughs> and a witch. Also, and a witch. <laughs> well, she never expect anyone to buy the, I'm going to curse you. No. Like, if you say that ever. If I went up like, to you and it was like, Jonah, You've pissed me off. I'm going to curse you. Out I'm going to curse you. Dope. Right. It sounds about right. I've and been then... waiting to feel something. <laughs> and then you come home and tell Courtney, and be like, Angel put a curse on me. I'd be like, you got to move out. <laughs> I can't handle any more curses this year. No. Like, I mean, stuff like that. I've had, I've had, I ha- I've been sexually harassed a bunch. I had a, a person throw themselves at me in a walk and I, basically like punched him and he like had the audacity to be like what are you doing to me and i was like you fucking you just tripped over this box that was not in the way onto me and yeah stuff like that i mean there are always there's always stuff that's happening also that's such a weird move like what 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 lifetime movie i'm a klutz so let me fill you up yeah that's exactly what happened yeah falling let me hold your what almost happened i mean like there's been like busy i mean aside from like the super busy night there like i said i did the super bowl with a thousand people that was horrible we were just like watching tickets just fall to the ground at that point because there's nowhere to put it like that many tickets when they're coming in like that 
How do they? Know. How do they stock? Stock? Yeah. How do they stock servers? <laughs> <laughs> it was that was the it was it was uh, it, they were completely unprepared. We were literally just throwing people wherever we could fit them. People were waiting hours to get their food because we weren't prepared for that. Because nobody's prepared. A regular restaurant's not prepared for a thousand people. No. Absolutely not. That's when restaurants that are prepared for a thousand people aren't usually prepared for a thousand people. Like that's not a. You would think somebody would have had the foresight to be like, let's stop seating people. No, because they they don't know. They just think the kitchen is just endless. They can just keep going. There were like four of us back there. It was horrible. It was awful. Four versus a thousand sounds like good odds. But did you get your SIM card back? No. He never gave it back. I had to go get a new SIM card. I mean, who even has SIM cards anymore? But I don't even think you could open most phones to get to them at this point. No, I can't. I mean, I can't open mine now. But that was like, oh, that was over 10 years ago. It was probably like 12 or 13 uh, years ago. I think every phone still, still technically has a SIM card. I just don't. Oh, think yeah. It's just it you it. can't get into it as easily anymore. So I have to ask. I'm going to add this, I think, to anybody, especially current restaurant people. How do you feel about brunch? Fuck brunch. <laughs> Everybody says that, right? I love that. Yeah, I just think it's so funny every no, time. No, it's awful. I mean, the thought of working brunch gives me anxiety. Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Gotta do have eggs. a thing for eggs. Don't nobody like, I don't want to work with eggs. No, nope. I don't want to, like, get ra- I'm That not. was, like, the only thing I was good at, like, cooking. I mean, egg cookery is a skill, for oh, yeah. sure. And I don't need or want that particular i don't want i don't feel the need to like work on that i'm not at home flipping eggs for myself so no you haven't truly lived (laughs) (laughs) are you over here having like full-on brunch on sundays no i mean we'll go to we go to valentine if we do uh for brunch we make donnie make us brunch yeah i haven't been there well probably been like almost a year not even that that's not very (laughs) bussin fucking rude (laughs) that is fucking rude Something else that I'm curious about before we wrap up today is how do you take care of your mental health while working in restaurants? Because I think that's something... <laughs> she just starts cackling. <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> put the spell on you. It's, oh, yeah, put the spell on you. <laughs> it was something Jonah and I were talking about the other day, uh, just about, like, caring for yourself. Because, obviously, like, most people don't have health insurance to work in the industry. Mm-hmm. Most people do not have time to seek therapy. Like, it's, I think a lot of people, especially people who listen to our show, would be curious to hear that side of things, especially as the restaurant industry continues to change. So how does that play out for you? Like, do you do stuff specifically for your mental health or are you just kind of like barreling through it and hoping for the best? I mean, I do, but I am a admittedly like mentally ill person. Okay. Like I, I, I've, I'm open about my we're there with you with depression <laughs> and things like that. Like I, there are days when, like on Sundays, I just try not to do anything until like I don't know, like the early evening or something like that. Like I sleep in, I don't try to get out of bed early just for the sake of getting better, getting out of bed early. Yeah. Um, I exercise. I gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for some people, Jonah. Um, it would be, be good nice. for him if he did it. Yeah. Well, you know, you can cut. You we can work out together. Are you gonna? I'm gonna start disc golfing with Donald. That's Ooh. not. <laughs> My left titty hurt for an entire week after the last time I went to disc golfing. You can't tell me it's not a physical activity. You know what? Baby steps. Just get out. Get out there. Get out there. 
You just gotta start somewhere. Right. I, I, I tried to, I mean, also I'm single and I don't have children, so it's a little bit easier for me. So like I, you know, I read, I try to take time to write or just decompress or even when I feel guilty about decompressing, I try to take the time to decompress. Um, I wasn't therapy, but therapy is very expensive. True. Um, and so like, I haven't abandoned that. I just haven't gone in a little bit because it's the summer and bitches be broke these days. So it's a rough time right now. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, I do the thing, I do things that I feel like are beneficial to my mental health, but for people, this, the industry is very hard on people mentally yeah. um, in front, back of the house. Weird. I feel like it's a chicken and the egg situation where it's like, what came first, the mental illness or working in a restaurant? I feel like you have to be mentally ill to work in a restaurant. <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that, and then also like, it's or like, you're at least a masochist, and it, yeah, and it folds in on itself. Mm-hmm. Where you double down, you're like, yep, and now it's worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's the best of times. It's worst of times. So to wrap us up today, I'm curious to someone who would want to get into the industry. What would be your recommendation? Like, what Angel is starting her career. I, I have to be honest here, right? And you get, yeah, and like, no, go yeah. ahead and lie to this. I mean, I could. I'm good You're at like, that. Go to culinary school. Go to culinary school. <laughs> work at a brunch restaurant. <laughs> Just get railed with eggs Benedicts until you can't see straight. Just get a job at Red Robin. Yo, oh um, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, to be, to be honest, when somebody is like, I want to be a chef, uh, I am, my first inclination is to be like, don't do that. (laughs) Do anything else. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Like, why, why do you want to be a chef? And like, most people are like, oh, I'm a good cook. I make a mean casserole. And (laughs) that's my favorite. Keep the joy. It's sad. It's your hobby. Don't ruin it. Yeah, exactly. You like to cook. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, don't, do, you know, like. Don't make yourself hate it real, right quick. No, like, you know, they're like, I should, somebody told me I should be a chef. And I'm like, that somebody probably has no idea what the hell that they're talking they about. They hate you. Right. Actually, <laughs> they're a meanie head. So, you cut them out of your life. They're no good for So you. do not do that. Um, I usually, honestly, like, try to discourage people. Like, when, when we have people come in who don't have any experience, I'm like, why do you want to do this? Do you hate yourself? Yeah, seriously. Like, whenever somebody's like, I want to be a chef, I'm like, "What? but why do you want to be a chef? Like, why do you, it's hard and you're not going to make any money. Do you want to do that? Like, do you have, are, what's wrong with you? Um, Maybe and, it's the main thing, like, go ahead and do it, but also, like, the actual awareness of right. that's not going to be successful initially, or it will be, and, like, good for you, but even that success is like, yeah, you work six to seven days a week, you're going to be there. At least 80 hours a week if you're, like, wanting to be the, quote, chef. Like, it's net, your your work-life balance is going to be absolutely shot there, for, yeah, there, for it's, years. It's very hard to keep that. and then Let like, alone, like, any success post that. Because, like, eventually they're like, okay, cool, that was fun for three years. Now what? And then you're locked in an awful cycle of, like, okay, well, I have to be at the restaurant for 80 hours a week still. But also I would like to see my daughter for the first time in four years. Like, it's a pretty brutal it's hard it's hard i i don't encourage anybody to get into it if if somebody insists on getting into it despite whatever my objections (laughs) then i'm like okay this is what you should do don't go to culinary school go try to find a job just try to work your way up because otherwise you're going to be stuck with a mountain of debt for no reason and then you're going to resent what you do because you're never going to pay that debt off but 
Um, with that being said, 